Book Two, Chapters Thirty Six through Thirty Eight of Against Jovinianus by Saint Jerome. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. I must, in conclusion, say a few words to our modern Epicurus wantonings in his gardens with his favorites of both sexes. On your side are the fat and the sleek in their festal attire. If I may mock like Socrates, add if you please all swine and dogs, and since you like flesh so well, vultures too, eagles, hawks, and owls, you shall never be afraid of the host of Aristippus. If ever I see a fine fellow, or a man who is no stranger to the curling irons, with his hair nicely done and his cheeks all aglow, he belongs to your herd, or rather grunts in concert with your pigs. To our flock belong the sad, the pale, the meanly clad, who, like strangers in this world, though their tongues are silent, yet speak by their dress and bearing. Woe is me, they say, that my sojourning is prolonged, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar, that is to say, in the darkness of this world, for the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Boast not of having many disciples. The Son of God taught in Judea, and only twelve apostles followed him. I have trodden the winepress alone, he says, and of the peoples there was no man with me. At the Passion he was left alone, and even Peter's fidelity to him wavered. On the other hand, all the people applauded the doctrine of the Pharisees, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. We have no king but Caesar. That is, in effect, we follow vice, not virtue. Epicurus, not Christ. Jovinianus, not the Apostle Paul. If many assent to your views, that only indicates voluptuousness, for they do not so much approve your utterances as favor their own vices. In our crowded thoroughfares, a false prophet may be seen any day, stick in hand, belaboring the fools about him, and knocking out the teeth of those who offend him. And yet he never lacks constant followers. And do you regard it as a mark of great wisdom if you have a following of many pigs, whom you are feeding to make pork for hell. Since you published your views and set the mark of your approval on baths in which the sexes bathe together, the impatience which once threw over burning lust the semblance of a robe of modesty has been laid bare and exposed. What was once hidden is now open to the gaze of all. You have revealed your disciples such as they are, not made them, one result of your teaching is that sin is no longer even repented of. Your virgins whom, with a depth of wisdom never found before in speech or writing, you have taught the apostles' maxim that it is better to marry than to burn, have turned secret adulterers into acknowledged husbands. It was not the apostle, the chosen vessel, who gave this advice. It was Virgil's widow. She calls it wedlock. Thus she veils her fault. About four hundred years have passed since the preaching of Christ flashed upon the world, and during that time in which his robe has been torn by countless heresies, almost the whole body of error has been derived from the Chalcedonian, Syriac, and Greek languages. Basileides, the master of licentiousness and the grossest sensuality, after the lapse of so many years, and like the second Euphorbus, was changed by transmission into Jovian, 
so that the Latin tongue might have a heresy of its own. Was there no other province in the whole world to receive the gospel of pleasure, and into which the serpent might insinuate itself, except that which was founded by the teaching of Peter upon the rock of Christ? Idle temples had fallen before the standard of the cross and the severity of the gospel. Now, on the contrary, lust and gluttony endeavor to overthrow the solid structure of the cross. And so God says by Isaiah, O my people, they which bless you cause you to err and trouble the paths of your feet. Also by Jeremiah, flee out of the midst of Babylon and save every man his life and believe not the false prophets which say peace, peace, and there is no peace, who are always repeating the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. Thy prophets have seen for thee false and foolish things. They have not laid bare thine iniquity, that thy might call thee to repentance, who devour God's people like bread. They have not called upon God. Jeremiah announced the captivity and was stoned by the people. Hananiah, the son of Azur, broke the bars of wood for the present, but was preparing bars of iron for the future. False prophets always promise pleasant things and please for a time. Truth is bitter, and they who preach it are filled with bitterness. For with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, the Lord's Passover is kept, and it is eaten with bitter herbs. Admirable are your utterances and worthy of the ears of the bride of Christ, standing in the midst of her virgins and widows and celibates. Their very name is derived from the fact that they who abstain from intercourse are fit for heaven. This is what you say, fast seldom, marry often. You cannot do the work of marriage unless you take mead and flesh and solid food. For lust strength is required. Flesh is soon spent and venerated. You need not be afraid of fornication. He who has been once baptized into Christ cannot fall for he has the consolation of marriage to shake his lust. And if you do fall, repentance will restore you, and you who were hypocrites at baptism may have a firm faith in your repentance. Be not disturbed by the thought of a difference between the righteous and the penitent, and do not imagine that pardon even gives a lower place. Rather believe that it takes away your crown. For there is one reward, he who stands on the right hand shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Through counsels such as these, your swine herds are richer than our shepherds, and the he-goats draw after them many of the other sects. They were as fed horses. They were mad after women. They no sooner see a woman than they nigh after her, and, shame to say, find scriptural authority for the consolation of their incontinence. But the very women, unhappy creatures, though they deserve no pity, who chant the words of their instructor, for what does God require of them but to become mothers, have lost not only their chastity but all sense of shame, and defend their licentious practices with an access of impudence. You have, moreover, in your army many subalterns. You have your guardsmen and your skirmishes at the outposts, the round-bellied, the well-dressed, the exquisites, and the noisy orators, to defend you with tooth and nail. The noble make way for you. The wealthy print kisses on your face. For unless you had come, the drunkard and the glutton could not have entered paradise. All honor to your virtue, or rather your vices. 
you have in your camp even amazons with uncovered breasts bare arms and knees who challenge the men who come against them to a battle of lust your household is a large one and so in your aviaries not only turtle doves but hoopoes are fed which may wing their flight over the whole field of rank debauchery pull me to pieces and scatter me to the winds tax me with what offenses you please accuse me of luxurious and delicate living you would like me better if i were guilty for i should belong to your herd but i will now address myself to you great rome who with the confession of christ have blotted out the blasphemy written on your forehead mighty city mistress city of the world city of the apostles praise show the meaning of your name rome is either strength in greek or height in hebrew lose not the excellence your name implies let virtue lift you up on high let not voluptuousness bring you low by repentance as the history of nineveh proves you may escape the curse wherewith the saviour threatened you in the apocalypse beware of the name of jovinianius it is derived from that of an idol the capital is in ruins the temples of jove with their ceremonies have perished why should his name and vices flourish now in the midst of you when even in the time of numa pompilius even under the sway of kings your ancestors give a heartier welcome to the self-restraint of pythagoras than they did under the councils to the debauchery of epicurus end of book two End of Against Juvenianius by St. Jerome